this tornado had many God moments. My favorite phrase is, but God, yeah. when there's a, but God moment, things change. Exactly. And so there's many um, stories that you learn, you know, after the shock mm-hmm. that are, but God moments. Mm-hmm. And he's always at work and he showed himself here immediately. We don't know why bad things happen to good people, but you know, the scripture tells us it brings on the just and the unjust. And it sure did that here, does that all the time, wherever bad things happen, it's, it's happens to everybody and we have to deal with it and learn from it. And, but we need to keep our chin up. My dad used to always tell me to keep my chin up whenever I was, I guess, in a sad state of mind or something. And if you'll keep your chin up, you'll look around and see above the tragedy and you'll see a lot of, but God moments. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like to look for those. Welcome to the Intertwined Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Zentz. I am a wife and a mom on a mission. I've got a passion to help women discover practical ways to apply the power of God's word to our everyday stuff. I truly believe that our walks with the Lord should be seamlessly intertwined with our everyday lives. It should affect every move we make and every breath we take. So come on, let's do life together. You've got this, because He's got you. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 50 of the Intertwined Life podcast. It is a milestone, and I had been thinking, you know, what am I going to do for episode 50? (laughs) Um, And, you know, it turns out it is a powerful episode but not necessarily for the reasons I had hoped. Today, I am bringing you personal stories from really the front lines, if you will, of Mayfield, Kentucky. Mayfield is the small rural farm country town in Western Kentucky that was hit catastrophically by the massive tornado last Friday, December 10th at about just after 9.30 p.m. Central Time. If you have seen images over the last week, Even in other languages and other countries, you have most likely seen pictures of Mayfield, Kentucky. So many people in so many places, and I think six states were affected by the massive tornado, but the town of Mayfield, Kentucky was forever changed. It is tragic and it is sad and it's so hard. We see these pictures time and time again when natural disasters Uh, just wipe out neighborhoods and homes and people and businesses. And it is really tough. And today I am bringing you an interview with a lovely lady who was born and raised in Mayfield, Kentucky. She is a Mayfield high graduate of 19. (laughs) And she is also my mom. Um, My family, I was born and raised. I lived about 15 minutes from Mayfield all my life. My grandparents lived in Mayfield. I spent so much time there um, as a kid and as a teenager. And so this story has hit very close to home. So you're actually going to hear a conversation that my mom and I had on Tuesday of this week, about four days after the tornado went through. My parents home and my sister and her family, their homes were, were spared. They were safe and they are okay. And I'm thankful for that. Since the tornado hit, um, Friday night, since Saturday morning, they have been in trucks with chainsaws at their local church, which thankfully was spared at Trace Creek Baptist church. They have been helping hand out meals and doing everything they can to help with the 
relief efforts there on the ground. And it is, it's intense and it is very personal. So I hope that you will enjoy this. You will also hear ways that if your heart is so led that you can be a part of this, not only is this a tragic thing, but it's happening right at Christmas time. So there are so many people in need and in pain. So your prayers for all those affected by last weekend's tornado are very, very, very appreciated. But also um, if you feel led to give monetarily or to be a part Part of the Bible drive that my mom and I have put together that you will hear about in this episode, it would be so much appreciated. So enjoy this episode, and I hope that you are stirred to love and good deeds as a result of this interview with my mama. Thanks so much. Ugh, mother. Yes, daughter. Gaga. Yes. Welcome to the Intertwined Life Podcast. I'm glad to be here, darling. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> This is going to be fun. <laughs> I love it. Go I don't, ahead. Yeah, I don't think I've ask probably got stupid. all the questions you've always wanted to ask me. That's oh. what you're going to do, I know. Oh, this could be fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I really don't even know where to start because you and I haven't really talked since you came home from Guatemala and then ran into a tornado. So why don't you start? Because obviously the main thing we're going to talk about right now is the Mayfield tornado. Um, share, I guess share a little bit about you, who you are, what you do, other than the fact that you're my mom, because there's a little bit more to it than that. Uh, just a little <laughs> bit. Um, and your connection, I guess, to Mayfield would be a good place to start. Okay. Well, my grandparents all lived in, in or around Mayfield. Um, so I was raised here for most of my life. I was born in Mayfield. I went to school in Mayfield and um, dad is from the surrounding area in the county. My dad. So we have your dad. So, uh, and my dad too. So we have strong connections to Mayfield um, and have for many, many years. So you were pretty much born and raised there and it's been a part of all of our lives forever and a day. Um, you guys go to church at Trace Creek Baptist Church, just outside of Mayfield. Correct. And so tell me a little bit about that Friday night. Where were you? We know that we're talking about, if anyone hasn't been, I don't pay attention to the news, but unfortunately this story got to me very quickly. Um, the tragic, huge tornado. Did they categorize it F4, F5, anything official like that? Um, no, not really. They said it was extremely big and it had been on the ground for a while. Um, we were at the church actually having a Christmas play um, and that was the first night for our play. And while we were at church, of course, telephones started going off with alerts and everything. And we watched the storm. We let the play continue for a while because the storm was still in Tennessee at the time. And um, all we knew it was moving 45 miles an hour and it was coming toward Graves County, which is the county that Mayfield is in. And so we kept um, an eye on that. <clears throat> we got through the play and we announced that anybody who wanted to stay there in safety, of course they could, and we had rooms for them to go into, but everybody chose uh, to go ahead and try to get home because we thought we had about 20 minutes before it was gonna actually hit Grace County. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so everybody went home. Most went home and went straight to a shelter or to their loved ones' houses. And uh, people really paid attention. I've had many people, it's surprising, you know, um, a lot of times the weather authorities, the local weather authorities and all will give warnings and most of us will say maybe, maybe not. And we don't Mm -hmm. really, we may watch the sky, but we don't pay that much attention to it. Well, I've had several people tell me this time that they noticed the, the fear in the eyes of our local uh, weather reporters. Mm-hmm. And that caught their attention. And they went to their storm shelters. And that in itself, just watching the reaction, it, they knew it was real. They knew it wasn't a maybe, it was for sure. Yeah. And that saved a lot of lives in itself. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, just to kind of put it in perspective of the magnitude of this storm, I mean, I live most people listening know I live on a barrier island on the Atlantic coast of Florida from my house to the ocean is less than half a mile. And a tornado is categorized a tornado. I'm sorry, a hurricane. Hurricanes are categorized a hurricane one at 75 mile per hour winds is when it first becomes an actual hurricane. And then of course we have levels of hurricanes. Well, there's levels of tornadoes. And my understanding is that this tornado that hit you guys, one is the longest on ground recorded tornado in history. I believe, I think it was well over hundred miles actually that it traveled on the ground. But in addition to that, my understanding, it was in excess winds of over 325 miles per hour. Is that correct? Exactly. And the debris went up into the atmosphere, 35,000 feet. Oh my so gosh. that's higher than most airlines would go. And that's why it has scattered so many miles. Uh, Friends of mine have found pictures and um, my accountant there, my CPA, one of his letterheads was found a hundred miles away. Oh my God. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's, it's scattered everywhere. You're, they're finding in Illinois, Indiana. Of course we, butt all those places. Um, Oh no, but this guy at the lake, his, of course they went in and, and when the tornado passed his house hadn't been touched and he come out but he couldn't find his truck his truck was like gone and they looked all over the neighborhood and his truck wasn't there well later somebody called him the tornado had picked his truck up taken it across the lake and put it in somebody else's driveway just like he drove it over there no yes oh that's weird I don't think it was hurt. It was just, I mean, it might be dented or something, but they it just yeah. picked it up and took it across the lake. Put it in somebody's driveway. They said it looked like he just drove up Saturday. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Weird stuff. Oh, Weird stuff. Mm-mm. But it's it's like a bomb. I was thinking about uh what Hiroshima yes. the other day and the old pictures that you see yes. right after. That's exactly the way it looks here right now. Um, Mayfield is surrounded by farming community. And so that helped in um, population wise. Sure. But the devastation is beyond imagination. It really yeah. is. Um, downtown was full of old, uh, very beautiful structures. Mm-hmm. Our courthouse, 
um, our, where your mom worked for what 30 years? Yes. Um, it's got, it's not 100% leveled, but it will be, it will have to be. And, mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's just sad. It's a mess. Uh, the bell tower's gone and mm. everything just looks so sad. The old churches that have stood for yeah. well over, well over a hundred years, beautiful, beautiful, uh, brick buildings are, are gone, are literally gone. Um, just little iconic places that hurt, seem to really hurt. Like there's a little restaurant that was called Cars Barn, C-A-R-R, Cars mm -hmm. Barn. And it just very, very small block building. And they called it a barn because it had a barn type roof on it. And um, my mother actually worked there as a teenager. So that's mm -hmm. how long. Uh, In like the 40s or something? 50s yeah, maybe? No, yeah. Yes, 50s, yeah, early the, 50s. Yeah, the early 50s, the late 40s and early 50s, mm -hmm. she would have worked there and and um, and it had been there long before then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it is, it's no more, it's gone. Yeah. You can't even find where it sat. Mm -hmm. And just little things like that really kind of cut deep in um, hometowns of anywhere. Um, but that's, that's hurt a lot. And um, they're just kind of little things that make up the memories that we have of of our uh, heritage and all but um that's what I, I think when I see it that's what I keep sharing you know I mean our family we were there two weeks ago um and some of the things we saw two weeks ago are no longer there but obviously your home and where I was born and raised is 15 minutes from Mayfield and my obviously your parents so my grandparents lived in Mayfield and so much of my life was centered in Mayfield and all the things that we grew up knowing, I mean, we went to Cars Barn and K&N and all those places, you know, and they're, they're gone. And my sister, um, actually Susie was driving around the area. And so for those listening, mom used to own a Christian bookstore in Mayfield on the court square. And my sister texted me and she said, I was going to go by and take a picture of the bookstore, but I can't find it. I mean, yeah. it's that devastated. And I've been trying to explain to people that it's not the stuff that was built in the last 40 years as Mayfield kind of spread and got the, the super Walmart and you know, all of that. That's not what was hit. It was the iconic hundred plus year old buildings. It was when you think of a historic downtown, that's what was hit. And so the, the image of Mayfield that everyone would have in their minds, even if they had not been there in 60 years, that's what's gone. It, it exactly. is what actually made Mayfield what it was in the sense of visually, Yes. Um, and it is, it is really hard to, you know, for me personally, for us to be so far away and I'm thinking I've got a generator, <laughs> you know, I've got a generator. <laughs> I want to do something. It's, yeah. it's really hard. And it's been, um, even for us, I mean, for a couple of days, I have been just emotionally confused, <laughs> you know, and, and just a mess. So I can't even imagine. So take me back first. So you guys were in Mayfield. 15 minutes before the storm touched down. And I guess you really did not know obviously exactly where it was going to touch down. So tell me about trying to get home that night. Tell me what it was like that night for you guys. At one point you realized it was over. And then when you started hearing reports and then when you got back there, what, it, what that was. Right. Well, <clears throat> as I said, we were at church and we were working at church that night for the program. And so we were one of the last to leave the church itself and our church did not stain any damage um but we left the church at approximately 10 minutes after nine maybe five minutes after nine we had a lady friend with us and we dropped her at her house 
um, Dad and I were talking. If we, there's two ways to get to our house from church. Um, we took the parkway, which skirts Mayfield, and went to her house and dropped her off and then came to our house. If we had have gone through town at that time, mm-hmm. we would have been in the middle of that. We mm-hmm. would have been uh, mm-hmm. not good. But we came to the parkway, we dropped her off, and we decided to go on to our house. <clears throat> we had Which, left- can I just say, I just kind of want to smack you. <laughs> gosh, that sounds crazy. I know. Oh my gosh. But we thought we had still had a few minutes and we knew the path of the tornado at the time. Sure. We did know that. And it was coming up about 10 miles, I'll say two hour uh, south uh-huh. of where we would be driving. And we would be driving um, a little northwest, more due west. And so we, we were kind of parallel with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we felt like we could go ahead and get home because we knew it was not anywhere near our house. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, anywhere near. It was <laughs> within it was close, yeah. <laughs> but we didn't realize how big it was. Oh, of course. I don't Very think it's wide it how big it was. Yes, it was so wide. I mean, it stretched a mile in some places, just the bottom width of it. Yeah. And um I kept looking into the lightning to see if I could see the tornado yes. when the lightning struck. And I never did see it. I never did see it, okay. but I don't know that I would have recognized it. Because it was because so big. When, because it was so big, it did not have the funnel tail that yep. was whipping down. And yep. I have seen yep. that in person as a child myself. And so mm-hmm. I knew exactly what that funnel tail looked like and how it would whip. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I would not have recognized this because like a, just like a funnel that we would use in the kitchen or whatever, mm-hmm. it was, instead of coming on down into the tail, that part was missing. Yeah. because yeah. the funnel was laying on the ground, the ground. at such yeah. a point and so wide that yeah. I don't if you know were so close would... you would be too close mm-hmm. to even see the shape like I've seen some yeah. of the images from a much further aerial distance when mm-hmm. the lightning would light up and you could see the cone but it was so wide if you were that close you probably could not have seen anything but just a black sky exactly. you know other than exactly. debris maybe. yeah so we did not knowingly see the um the tornado itself but we had just dropped the lady off about, oh, we've gotten maybe a quarter of a mile down the road um, going toward our home. And the winds picked up. We were on the outskirts of the winds. Now that yeah. I look back, we were on the outskirts. We had small hail. It didn't not damage our car, so it wasn't very big. But we had small hail. We had very big winds and rain, um, hard blowing rain. And so we were pretty sure we were on the outlays of the tornado. And um, we came home and um, we did not have electricity, but in about two hours, there's a substation not too far from us. And so they got that back going. And so our area, you know, two hours at the most were without electricity. And at that point we could receive information all and it was not... (laughs) It was not good. It was um, surreal. Uh, Dad and I slept in our clothes that yeah. night, um, yeah. just not knowing what was going to happen next, you know. Yeah. And um, we just fitfully laid on the bed and and just laid in our clothes. And um, 
finally fell asleep for a few hours. But when we woke up the next morning and started checking on friends, um, of course, uh, cell towers were spotty, you know, mm -hmm. and so it was hard to get through to some, but eventually we were able to. Um, one of the main cell, cell towers did stay up, which was a God thing. There's many, many, but God moments yeah. always. And uh, this tornado had many God moments. Um, my favorite phrase is, but God, yeah. when there's a, but God moment, things change. Exactly. And so there's many um, stories that you learn, you know, after the shock mm -hmm. that are, but God moments. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's always at work and he showed himself here immediately. We don't know why bad things happen to good people, but you know, the scripture tells us it rains on the just and the unjust. And it sure did that here. Um, it does that all the time. Wherever bad things happen, it's it happens to everybody. We have to deal with it and um, learn from it. But we need to keep our chin up. My dad used to always tell me to keep my chin up whenever I was, I guess, in a sad state of mind or something. And if you'll keep your chin up, you'll look around and see above the tragedy and you'll see a lot of but God moments. Mm -hmm. and I kind of like to look for those yeah. and, um, and I've seen a bunch I've seen a lot I know one friend who was actually in the play um, I had just talked to her as she was walking they were walking out the door to leave and they went to their son's house to get in the basement as they left church and um, his house is in Mayfield his house I don't believe sustained much damage but when they came out they went looking for her parents who are a little bit just before you get to Maple, maybe a mile before you get to downtown and um their place was gone her husband went and looked and um but god when her husband got to the area the parents own about nine acres and he had to come in the back way because the roads were impassable but a, another friend of mine I don't know if he knew him or not, but I did. He was a farmer. He was already out on his tractor moving debris so police and mm -hmm. emergency vehicles and people could get through. And um, he just followed him in. He took him straight to the backside of uh, his in-law's house and they walked through the field. And um, the father-in-law just happened to see his flashlight coming through and he waved a flashlight and he found him. And bless his heart, he's very um, ill person um, physically, but he had made his way to the truck. His shoes had been blown off and he was bleeding profusely. And of course, an ambulance could not get to him. So they placed him in the bucket of the tractor and took mm -hmm. him back to a truck and they were able to get him to the emergency room. And just little things like that, you know, uh, but God set up that meeting between that farmer and that man who needed to find his father-in-law yeah. and um, he was he's back at their house now doing fine but her mother uh, lost her life mm -hmm. and um, you know we don't have a lot of answers on this side of heaven mm -hmm. but um, but they'll be okay they'll be okay and everything but you know she left church just like the rest of us. You know, there's story after story like that. Um, the candle factory, they're still looking. I know everybody's heard about the candle factory. Mm -hmm. um, there, it, it was on just the outskirts of town. 
um, they're still looking. I think they have, I think less than 10 people that uh, they have not. Unaccounted for. Uh, yes, unaccounted for. And so um, they'll keep looking there until uh, they find all of those. But um, I don't know, uh, we're resilient, uh, like most small towns are. We um, have many farmers, and like I said, around. And so we have a lot of heavy equipment men and women. Somebody, um, somebody actually said to me just the other immediately. Yeah. Just the other day, somebody said, well, I know that the disaster relief teams will be bringing in the heavy equipment to take care of, move stuff. And I was, <laughs> and I laughed. I was like, well, that area, most of those people own that heavy equipment. <laughs> you know? Exactly right. You um, guys are definitely prepared to get in there and take prepared. care of your own. Absolutely. So we don't sit around and wait. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, in big cities, you can understand that, but mm -hmm. not in uh, rural America, we'll say. No. Farm country. It, Absolutely. So um, the cleanup, the uh, the roads were perfectly clear through Mayfield That's when amazing. we got there uh, to go up to our church, check on some friends the next morning. That's, I mean, they were perfectly clear. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's <laughs> just, you know, you can leave my house and head toward our church and you can see people after people just in yards uh making what helping the lord another butt cut thing is that after the storms we have not had any rain and so yeah. people have had several days of really nice sunny weather um to pick through what is left and help people find some personal mementos and all uh, we do have rain coming in i think maybe tomorrow evening or something but but the Lord has allowed that window of opportunity that a lot of people don't always get. Yeah. And so a lot of precious odds and ends have been found. And so, um, yeah, and, and the disaster, I know Samaritan's Purse arrived yesterday morning and there's a lot of disaster relief type things. There's a barbecue that disaster relief thing that I didn't I know saw that. Yeah, I and they're, that. Yeah, they're on our church parking lot. And mm -hmm. so there's just multitude of those, and they have started trickling in and helping. Um, the National Guard has showed up, I think, yesterday. This is the first time I've seen them, um, but they're doing a, a fine job. It's cleanups going very well. Um, we have a lot of people who are displaced. Um, our high school, the Mayfield High School, has been set up, and they have a lot of cots. There's churches that are real close to town that were not hurt are set up with cots and things and people are using those. So um, for a dis huge disaster right now, it's it's going as well. It's going yeah. well, you yeah. know. Um, there's gonna be needs down the road. Now I would like to mention if anybody monetarily would like to give yeah, to, yeah, to an organization that they know 100% of the money will be given to the Mayfield area people um in this cleanup and and rebuild uh they can go to our church my church website which is trace creek uh in mayfield kentucky yeah i will link to that to trace trace. Yeah. Please do. and um make sure when you click on the giving box is a drop down box and make sure you go down to where it says uh, mayfield tornado yeah. and 100 percent of those funds will <laughs> be filtered locally 
tracecreek.org is the church website and then you can find it from there but again i will um link to that in the show notes so anybody listening can go to the show notes and click on that link if they do want to give monetarily and like you said i know that the church 100 all of that's going directly to the home base disaster relief efforts right there in mayfield exactly exactly so yeah what's the what's the other thing i know that you um you and I kind of joined forces on something that you felt the Lord laid on your heart. So, so you do have your own 501c3. Yes. And it is Gaga's Missions. Can you quickly tell us what Gaga's Missions is? Gaga's Missions, my grandchildren call me Gaga. So that's where the name Gaga's Missions came from. But I go to Guatemala three times a year. And we have, um, we encourage pastors and we have some uh, Casa de Tabitha ladies that are widows and abused. And then we have schools down there that we supply uh, materials to and other needs. And, um, and then I came, I just got back from there a couple of days ago, maybe a week. I'm not sure my days are all mixed up now, but, um, and then this tornado hit. And so you and I were talking and the Lord just laid on my heart. What can these people, uh, use at this moment and so many homes were I mean when I say obliterated I mean obliterated I mean you you can't is that the word listen obliterated 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 oh. it's a deep obliterated yes it's not obliterated <laughs> sorry start again start with well, when i say west kentucky and west kentucky it is what it is <laughs> obliterated <laughs> obliterated we're so, blown apart <laughs> don't sorry. laugh at west I know kentucky it's not accents and oh. slang Oh gosh. Okay. Start, start over. When I say obliterated, try, try starting from there. When I say obliterated, I mean obliterated. It <laughs> is a hard word, especially if you even try to stop and think about it. Anyway. Okay. It's not even a funny thing. We got to stop. It's terrible. Okay. But no, I raised you better than that. Oh gosh. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, they need a Bible in their hand. I mean, I can't explain to you how much, I mean, we had people in our church whose homes were just completely blown apart. There's nothing left but a sidewalk. Mm -hmm. And um, they need Bibles. When they sit down at night, wherever they are, on a cot in a hotel room or at somebody else's house, um, they need to be able to pick up a Bible and they don't have theirs. And so you and I joined forces and um, we are collecting nice Bibles. I'm not talking about the $2 paper Bibles that yeah. um, when the Lord impressed on my heart with God, God's missions that when I give, if I give, when I give, I give the best because it's from him. And, um, and so I would want the same for Mayfield. And um, so as the Bibles start coming in, they're mailing them directly to me. I am um, trying to go into town every day and work through my church and help the people. Um, but if FedEx and UPS can drop boxes of Bibles off here at my address, I will see to it that they are distributed to those who would, who would like a Bible at this time. 
and um, they're nice study Bibles. We have um, Spanish speaking areas in our community. And so I have asked for both and um, we will get that whether I give it through the churches and let them give to their people or one-on-one. Um, -on -one. Uh, we've got some that would just like to go one-on-one -on -one because um, along with the Bible, uh, people also need a hug. Yeah. And just that moment of uh, human touch, breathe. That's exactly right. So, um, but they will, everyone will be given out. Um, so Jenny can share that um, information. Yeah. So we have an Amazon uh, wish list set up, and I'll link to that as well, where we've selected your mom has, you've selected one English Bible. Um, a Spanish Bible, and I added a bilingual Bible because I know that there are those where either the family is both or people are actually really wanting to learn both, and it helps them to have English and Spanish mm -hmm. side by side. So we have those three options. I believe the request that we have on that right now is for a total of 500 English and 100 each of the Spanish and the bilingual Bibles. And um, have you yes. already, you said you've already had some significant amount committed? I've got 100 Bibles headed this way that should be uh should be here today tomorrow awesome uh, so we'll get that... started those out Excellent. those are english yeah the english bibles okay that's great so yes I'll, I'll link to that um wish list on amazon bibles for mayfield i think if you go on amazon and you look bibles for mayfield it should come up because that's how i labeled it but when people go on there select the bibles and how many they want and click it to send it will ship directly to mom's house um and she will be able to hand those out so that yeah, that's so powerful. Cause like you said, you know, they've, they've lost everything, everything. And, um, they need the one thing that can bring them life and peace and strength and hope in the midst of all the crazy right now. Let's see. And we talked about relief efforts. And I also know that the hand of hope ministries, Joyce Meyer ministry, a disaster relief team is connected with reliant church in Paducah. Life Point Church in Clarksville and Mercy Chefs actually helping to provide food um, in the area as well. So all of those relief people are there. Anybody, anything else? Like so many people said, as, as insignificant as it sounds, it was the look on the, our local weathercaster's face. Yeah. That caught the attention of so many people that I've talked to. Um, so a shout out to them. Um, there were, I think, maybe three of our local weathercasters that were on on um, Facebook and and the TV, and um, they did a marvelous job and probably didn't even know it, you know. But it was yeah. just the look that yeah. got people's attention. So that was just a lifesaver. Of course, sirens were going off and um, everything. So um, yeah, you know, but it was. We have many, you know, it's not just Mayfield. Mayfield oh, is exactly. just the, the center of, kind of but yeah. exactly. But the countryside where it's swiped through so, so many people and homes gone um, that we don't want to forget about and that we'll have to help. Um, yeah, the Bibles won't, they will, they will spread out through the path. One friend of ours, he went in and found his father-in-law mm. and he was bleeding profusely and they rushed him to a hospital in another town and when they got there all this was just starting so like they had not even had their uh, extra nurses and doctors 
haven't got to the hospital yet, but this man needed, needed stitching immediately. And the, um, our friend actually scrubbed up and helped the doctor so he could get the bleeding stopped. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The doctor said, I, I need to stop it now, but I have no one to help me. And he needed more hands to help yeah. him. Yeah. And the guy said, Hey, I'm not afraid of it. Mm -hmm. um, let me help you. And so the doctor said, go scrub up. And he wow. scrubbed yeah. up and actually, I think it was a hundred or more stitches. And um, he didn't do the stitching. Of course, of course. <laughs> he probably could have, but he did not do the stitching, but he was the extra hands for the doctor and they got that problem solved. Uh, so, you know, yeah, people doing what people do and yeah. uh, it's just, it's another but, but God thing. You yeah. Know? yeah. And that's what I always say in these, in these moments like this, the whole world is now watching Mayfield, Kentucky. Exactly. And while it is tragic and it is painful and it is terrible, and we can sit around all day and say, why did God allow this to happen? Because we know he's in control of everything. And that is very hard. But yes. if we are going to do what I always say, stand on what we know, regardless of how we feel. And we know what the scripture says. And we know that despite the mess, God is God. God is in control. God is in charge. God is a redeemer. He is just, and he is faithful and he is merciful and he is loving. And if we stand on the knowledge regardless of the feeling, if mm -hmm. the people of God, which I know they will in that area come together, the world is not only going to see tragedy, they're going to see triumph and they're Absolutely. going to see the hand of God. They're going to see these testimonies. They're going to hear these, but God stories because everybody is looking right now. And so God will get glory, you know, in the oh, yeah. of this tragedy, people will turn to him who may have never done so otherwise. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy for us just to look at what the here and now but we know that God sees the whole picture and he knows the eternal impact that when his people and his, his church with a capital C come together. And that's, you know, that's actually something I posted on social media on Sunday. I don't know if you saw the little, little post I put out there, but it was like, you know, Mayfield, Kentucky, your church buildings may be gone, but your church is strong and it is there and it is moving. And so even though we can't explain it, we don't understand it. There is no doubt that the power and the stories and the, continual acts of the Lord is going to be shown again and again and again. And the stories are going to continue to unfold for the months to come. And I can't even think about rebuilding right now. I can't even imagine, like, I haven't even stood in it. You guys have stood in it and just watching the pictures, knowing what it looked like two weeks ago and looking at it now. Um, that is just, it's hard to even fathom. Um, I, I do know, I just looked up, uh, as of about four hours ago, the reports say that the death toll is up to 74 in Mayfield, in Mayfield, area. in Mayfield, um, yeah, Kentucky tornado death toll range is 74, but only eight at the candle factory, yeah. which we know, um, I had heard 110 were trapped. I'd also heard 200. So I know there was a, you know, a lot of people regardless. Um, yeah, I think it's like, the 110 mark. Okay. But, um, yeah, like you said, they're, they're still recovering work. some, but yes. In fact, I think emergency personnel from Louisville and Lexington are working that area and yeah. they have that well under control. Um, yeah. Uh, we just know God's sovereign. And as far as our Lord, oh my goodness, it's, he's just awesome. I mean, when you think of so many people that could have been out, I mean, dad and I could have been driving right through town. I mean, it was yeah. the time. Yeah. If it, it had was, been the middle of the day, everybody would have been at work too. Yeah, nobody was in town. 
you know, yeah. very few. Nobody were in those buildings. Um, it was, yeah, the court square would have been uh, back to back with traffic coming yeah. through. Yeah. You know, just so many ways that the Lord, but our, we live in a fallen world and things are going to happen. You know, this is Satan's world, you know, and, and he throws tragedy wherever he can. Um, and by God's sovereignty, he allows some of that. And, and we will understand that, as they say in the sweet by and by. Mm -hmm. But um, for now, we know that he is sovereign. Um, we know that nothing surprised him. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that God was here before the tornado. And he was preparing lives and saving lives. When they didn't even know they needed yeah. saving and yeah. um so you know we're good i have not seen one person of any color um of any age of any um any anything <laughs> that was angry at this point yeah um i haven't noticed anybody personally i haven't noticed anybody trying to loot um i haven't noticed anybody anything negative except the tragedy itself um mm. that's a testament to the people yeah. um and that's the uh, kind of the way it is around here um we're just a small community and uh grace county is the largest county in the jackson purchase area acre wise yes we're yeah. huge we're huge but it, like i said it's a lot of farming community but so many people were hurt but so many people are taking care of those people yeah and yeah. so um you know it's a god thing god gets mm -hmm. to show his glory in this he didn't cause it he did allow it and his glory is shining through mm -hmm. and that's what we want um, even with those who are hurting and have lost the most you know yeah. the family at church who lost their home they and their three small children were out of town mm -hmm. so i mean you know yeah it's just stuff and yeah I feel like even though it's, it's so painful and it so hurts, I mean, we've, we've had to evacuate three times because of hurricanes since we moved here seven years ago and we're on this island and they're like, get out. And sometimes the report's saying it could be catastrophic and you don't know if you're going to come back to your house. Um, at least with the hurricane, we get a little bit more warning. <laughs> so I'm thankful for that. But when you look around and they're saying, okay, get what you can't replace, you know, mm -hmm. you grab your kids. And honestly, I grab my Bible. I, yeah. I do. That's, you know, my study Bible. That's one of the things my, got my kids, got my husband, got my Bible. The rest of it's just stuff. And you really yeah. quickly can take that, um, that inventory and realize what is and what isn't and, um, of, of high value. And I think that the other thing that I love to remember in these moments is it's so hard when we're not there or when it was someone else and it wasn't me to, I mean, I had so much trouble sleeping the first two nights after this happened because I got in my bed and I'm thinking, God, I'm getting in my bed, you know, and yeah. I've got this pillow and, and all these people, many of whom I know don't even have that. Like they can't even lay down in bed tonight. And it was so hard and it's hard to um, not feel guilty sometimes for what you have, but we know we're blessed to be a blessing and it could one day the hurricane could get my house and it could be me in need, you know, we don't know. But the other thing I always have to remind myself is that when someone goes through tragedy, we are told that God is close to the brokenhearted. And I do not have the grace and the strength to go through that tragedy right now because it's not my tragedy. 
But I also know that in those moments and in that pain and in that tragedy, God shows up for his people and he gives us strength that can only be through Christ. And he gives a peace that passes understanding that no one else can even fathom. And the people themselves are, I don't know why I'm okay, but God, Mm -hmm. right? And I think always being able to remember that in those moments where I struggle watching it from the outside, knowing that, but God's there and he's showing up and he's strengthening his people, the people who need it in that moment, you know, and he is right there. And, and I know that he will, and I know he'll continue to do that. I know he's using you and dad and Clint and Susie and all of you guys to be able to be a part of that effort boots on the ground, if you will. Um, my kids, just so you know, Gaga, um, they want to be there so bad. They can't stand it. Uh, we have a trip booked to New York city after Christmas. Both of them asked to give that up so they could come to Kentucky. Oh, and unfortunately it's all non-refundable tickets. (laughs) It's like, I don't know if wasting thousands of dollars is going to be wise or not. Um, but they both, they, they want to be there. I mean, they want to give up even Michaela says, I don't even know if I can enjoy Christmas, you know, um, their hearts are there and they get it. Um, Mm -hmm. it's very powerful. That's the other thing. It's Christmas time, you know, and Oh my goodness. But I know that. Yeah. I know you guys, I know trace. I know that, uh, assemblies of God is where Samaritan's purse is Samaritan's Mm -hmm. purse is set up right now. I know that you guys will be continuing to offer help and hope to all of those. And there'll, there'll be a lot of amazing stories coming out of this tragedy. Oh gosh. Anything else we didn't talk about? Anything well, else? That's I don't think so. Um, pray for housing um, yeah. because Mayfield was low on housing at this point right now, like a lot of areas are. Mm-hmm. And so there's not a lot of like rental uh, available. Yeah. Um, so pray that the folks that are displaced, um, most in this area have family or friends nearby. I mean, like I said, it's not the, a big city setting where you would have nobody. Um, there, there are some, but um, for the most, they have where they can stay for a while, but they have to get back on their feet and as quickly as possible. Yeah. So um, I would say the housing, the permanent type housing, or at least apartment type housing until they can rebuild their home mm-hmm. um, is a very big essential. Now the um, electricity and the water is actually... Ask. It's coming, it's coming on quickly, okay. um, very quick, because we had a lot of TDA, um, who is our main, is our power so- source. They had multiple stations and the huge towers that you see out in fields and stuff, mm-hmm. they had multiple ones down, multiple. So yeah. until those get fixed, they can't feed. But yes, just yesterday, them go through a field of probably 800 acres where there were multiple towers through that field and they put every one of them up yesterday. I mean, they are working, yeah, they are working so hard. So as that gets accomplished and it's just, and it's a lot to do with the weather the Lord has provided us. They can get in these fields right now um, without getting stuck and uh, things like that. So they're able to work around the clock right now and slow, you know, from the outside in Mayfield downtown, it's, it's going to be a mess for months and months and months to come. But as far as the outside area who lost electricity and water and everything, it's slowly coming back. 
Mm -hmm. um, well, I should say quickly coming back, quicker than yeah, I had anticipated by far. So, you know, it's just, it's coming along. It's coming along. Uh, monetary would be the best because we can use it after everybody else goes home. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's all going well. Our Lord's in control. So, you know, we got it covered. Um, but it's, it's the months that come where uh, the monetary funds are going to come in to play because locally, locally we'll be able to use those and that will be a blessing in itself. Um, we don't need clothes, just to be honest with you. There's a lot of people that need clothes, but that seems to be one of the first things everybody wants to donate, which is understandable. Sure. Um, but, um, you know, the water, things like that are needed most right now, you know. And the hot meals that they're getting yeah. uh, through all these agencies it's pulled in has just been a godsend. Yeah, for sure. And, um, everything, but yeah, yeah. Good. God's good. All the time. All the time. God is good. All the time. God, God is good. <laughs> and as Brother Ronnie Sr. would say, amen and amen. amen. <laughs> you got to know when you know her. You know when you're knower. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, but I'm yeah. headed to the church here in a few minutes to start. I took a morning off. I was just getting tired. Hadn't got over being gone to Guatemala. And All right. Well, thank you for taking time to share and talk and update me and everybody. Um, one of the last things I always ask every time I do an interview is whoever I'm interviewing is personally, do you have a life verse or a verse that is specifically bringing you life right now that you'd like to share? Well, there's so many. <laughs> know, that's what I would say. They're all good. <laughs> They're all good. But, um, and I can't, my brain is extremely tired right now, but um, Proverbs three, is it four and five, five, five and six. six, five and six, maybe. You know, that, and you'll have to quote it for me because all I can think of is bits and pieces of it. But God, in the nutshell, God directs your paths. And um, I wish I wasn't so sleepy. I could trust in the Lord <laughs> with all your heart and lean not on, on your, your own, own understanding and in all your ways. God will direct your path. Acknowledge him and he will direct oh! your path. <laughs> it's sleepy. okay. You're sleepy. sleepy. <laughs> I, literally, and that's the way with a lot of people. Our brains are so oh, tired. Can't. We can't put two sentences together. And it's it's very odd. It is very odd. Of course, I was tired from coming home from mission, but everybody's having the same thing. It's like you're so sad yeah. and tired and shocked. I was going to say, there's a shock value. Yeah. yeah. Even it, Sunday morning, when I went into church, I had to tell people, some of them already knew, but I had to tell the worship team, listen, my mind is not here. My mind is in Mayfield, Kentucky, <laughs> and kind of share with them how close that was to home because this, you know, I find out Saturday morning and you guys are in the throes of all that. And here I am leading joy to the world <laughs> Sunday morning at worship. <laughs> and while the news of Jesus is joyful, you know, I had to open the service and welcome the people and get everybody to sing joy to the world. <laughs> like, so it's, you know, I mean, even me just yeah. the shock and the, I was so mentally 
divided in that moment. I know that you guys with, with the shock of all of it and the physical exhaustion and all of it, all of it. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's a lot, but he, he sustains, he sustains. Yep. And yep. Um, yeah. good. I love you. Talk to you later, Gator. Okay. Bye. All right, friends. Thank you so much for listening. So like mom's saying, just monetarily, if you, anybody listening feels led to give and be a part of this effort in any way, and you want to donate money wise, that definitely should go through Trace Creek Baptist Church. The link is in the show notes. hundred percent will go directly on the ground to the people who need it. And then if you want to be a part of the Bible drive and getting um, these good Bibles into the hands of the people who've lost everything they had, then you can actually ship that right to her house, hand to hand, very personal, um, powerful way to have an impact right now. Otherwise, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas. I hope that you are enjoying this season and I hope that you will check back for new episodes because I don't know when the next one's coming. (laughs) I would love to tell you it is coming like on track in two weeks, but of course we're heading into Christmas and the new years and we've got a little bit of travel coming up on top of just family stuff. So it could possibly be the, uh, 13th at the absolute latest of January, but I sure don't want it to be that long. So I'm going to do my best with uh, travel and Christmas and the kids not being back in school to get an episode out for the sixth. That's my hope. So that'll be three weeks. If not, it'll be back next week. I promise. (laughs) So I love you guys. Hang tight. If you are new to the podcast, head back into those archives. There is so much there you can check out. And if you are in Mayfield, Kentucky, and you need some scripture to really give you that extra boost right now in the midst of these crazy trials, I am going to link to an episode that I did in goodness gracious, at the beginning of COVID. I don't even know what number it was. I don't even want to give you a number. It's, it's talks about, holding on to our faith in the midst of the trials. I think that is the title of the episode. I will link to it. It has over 30 scriptures to help us stand strong on what we know, what the scriptures tells us to be true, regardless of how everything around us looks. So please go check that out. And maybe going into the holiday season, you could just use that boost of the truth from God's word. Cause I can say all kinds of stuff, but the most powerful thing we're ever going to hear is the alive and active word of our God. So please dig into that as well. Again, the link for that episode is in the show notes. Love you guys. Merry Christmas, happy new year. And I will see you in 2022. Hey friend, if you enjoyed this episode and you got some good stuff out of it, there's a few options you have. One, you could click that little subscribe button because let's be honest, who's got time to remember to check back and see if there's a new episode, right? So click that subscribe button and then when a new episode comes up, it will just by the magic of the internet pop up in your Dropbox and it'll be right there for you whenever you're ready. And also, if you would review this podcast, Oh my gosh. If you like what you heard, get on there. Give it a five-star review. If you didn't like what you heard, just pretend it never happened, okay? (laughs) But if you would do um, a review for me, just take a couple seconds and do that. Not only would I be crazy excited, but also it would just be a great way for us to partner together for you to help this podcast be seen by more women out there. And you could be a part of helping more women discover these practical ways to apply God's word to just everyday stuff. So I would love it, love it, love it if you could help me out in one of those two ways. Mm